0: yo what's happening everybody welcome back to another star wars talk episode of the rambling viking podcast we've got one of our two in-house star wars experts um josh today so we switched it up and um today we we're on the precipice of season two of the mandalorian how talk about perfect timing like our last episode we jumped on jumped deeper into the mandalorians as a whole And then this last week, we got the trailer for season two. So today we're going to kind of talk about recap, talk about how that lines up with what we know, different things, really get Josh's um, expert take on how he feels, his outlook for this season, things he's looking forward to, nervous about, maybe um, upset about, but anything and everything. So Josh, thanks so much for being here. Um, Let's, uh, oh, and before we dive into it, if you haven't watched the trailer, it's like two minutes. Go watch it right now. It's in, uh, I got the link in the show notes. So it's a quick tap away. If you haven't watched it, I recommend watching it because it's pretty simple and straightforward, but stuff might make sense. And spoiler alert. I mean, it's just a trailer, so you can't get too mad about those spoilers. But anyways,
1: Josh, initial reaction from the trailer. Good, good, good initial reaction. Just like with um, season one, they don't give us much, much information. And that's okay, because I love trailers that don't tell you the entire plot. (laughs) Or
0: show you the best or funniest parts, and you're like, the trailer is supposed to tease me and be like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't have a clear-cut idea of what the plot is going to be, right? And sometimes it's indicative on some movies or shows. Like, we understand the overarching plot of, like, look, he's protecting this child, uh, this baby Yoda, and we kind of get, like the general theme but as far as details like i don't know what's gonna go yeah and i loved it it, i thought there's uh,
1: just a lot of little hints of stuff mm -hmm. over and over again it's like okay this is cool is this gonna lead to this 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 and like stop thinking so much just let it happen let it come okay so let's talk let's talk overt
0: tones things that were obvious in it right number one we can take away there's gonna be a lot of awesome fight scenes that's just indicative trailer or no trailer i think that's a given right agreed um Number two, uh, protecting baby Yoda, right? The adventure continues with that. Things we got from that was, oh, it's his job. And you can correct me here, but basically he's trying to get this child, the child back to its home world or its people where it can be kept safe. And then that's where they actually tie in the Jedi. And so he actually seeks out the Jedi because um, I'm guessing source information that Yoda and um, Yiddle. Um, That was her name, right? What was her name? Yes. It was Yaddle. 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 Dang it. I was like, I was like, eh, that doesn't sound quite right. But, um, and so there's that. And um, he goes to a bunch of iconic places. And that's really the big pulls from it. Josh, you know, I might've missed something. So feel free to chime in. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what, that was my takeaway of kind of like the, the obvious things.
1: Mm-hmm. And no, you're right. I'm hoping that's where they're leaning towards when they when they say got to get got to get the child back to its people is that they're they're more referring to the Jedi, not the species. Mm-hmm. Because There's... as I mentioned a couple times in previous podcast, I think the the species that is Yoda is not known. There's nothing about it. It's one of the greatest mysteries in Star Wars. And I truly believe it needs to stay that way.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that would make sense because then the only record of the species they would have are Yoda and Yaddle and which are Jedi. So it's like, well, they
1: know more than we know Mm -hmm. every Um, there's been more than just them on the Jedi, but every single one of them's always been a Jedi.
0: Mm hmm. So there's like an obvious link there and whether the Jedi actually know the Jedi at least have experience. And
1: yeah, and it's almost like, um, their people feel like they need to be represented on the, within the Jedi order. And so they always had one within the order, but they don't know where they came from. The babies just showed up out of nowhere. A couple hundred years old.
0: That's trippy dude. That's so <laughs> trippy. So those are kind of the obvious tones. Um, now, Josh, do you want to get into maybe some of the subtleties that you've seen? You don't have to dive in. So let's, let's just like summarize them, like be like, boom, 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 list them off. And then we'll maybe backtrack and do some deep dive hypothesizing into what they um, could
1: be indicating. Um, first off is um, the scene with Gina and the, oh, the guy who played is Grief Karga, who's played the guy, the black guy who's died in every other film, even Happy Gilmore, he died oh um i can't remember his name i know um,
0: apollo creed it's lando
1: yeah.
0: or whatever his name is yeah that guy i know who you're talking about
1: yeah is um it he's he especially aged in the trailer so i'm yeah. thinking it might be we might be jumping a couple like a year or two in the future Okay, I'm not for sure how far. That's just my theory on this. Just because mm-hmm. you look at him physically, he's aged. His hair has been grayed out. It is great, just grayed compared to where it was. I'm trying to figure out what, t- what was the time stamp for his scene. There it is. Let me click it yeah about, and that's not something there's yeah. they are paying
0: so much attention to detail that's like that's not something to be like oh the actor's just older like they're gonna be intentional about those details yeah this is important. intentional
1: because like um he's got gray hair like his beard is grayed out mm-hmm. where in the first season it was not gina's hair is longer <laughs> her character cara dune but other than that they pretty similar and it looks like we're vis- revisiting that main planet that the bounty, the guild of the bounty hunters were on.
0: That was, that, that was like the final fight
1: scenes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the original fight scene with all the Mandalorians as he was trying to escape oh. from the planet. I was like, um, Second off with that also with going back a little bit in the trailer is mm-hmm. when we see you're given the X wings. Yes. Yes. So this is if you look at the color scheme of them, that is Gold Squadron, I believe. And Gold Squadron was like the number two squad. Originally they were the number one before like Luke got up there. So hey, real quick. Okay.
0: Um this might be awkward for the listener because they probably heard you. I had a big glitch and I glitched out for like five seconds. So can you just quick rewind? Okay. So like,
1: um, <laughs> that was so weird. Gold squadron is like mm-hmm. the number two squadron. Okay. Within the X-Wing um, groups. The t- during the rebel, during the rebel empire days, they were the number one until Luke kind of got um red squadron up up and brought their fame up a lot more okay So these are pretty uh, got to be pretty good to be within this group so
0: we scrubs. have
1: our bounty hunter din in the mandalorian running from them for some mm-hmm. reason we don't know yet i'm not gonna hypothesize or anything it's just oh crap he was where he shouldn't be right <laughs> we go figure but there's but in this timeline where they are now there's there's two squadrons that might be ahead of them one of which is called rogue squad squadron this is like oh is this a thing like are they gonna bring that back which we don't know i hope i kind of hope not because i don't want much of what we already know of star wars i want Mm -hmm. new things right
0: so speaking Um, of timeline um just recap how many years after the original trilogy we are rough oh, you don't have well, to be
1: exact what was it I think it's was it like twenty something it's like five to thirteen years, I believe in season one okay like it's a it's just enough after that a lot of these things should have been routed a lot better, like the Empire should have been almost to the point of being stuck in certain areas Mm -hmm. not controlling areas still but as the new as the sequels showed the rebel the the new galactic empire did a galactic republic sorry not empire (laughs) did a absolute crap job of routing the empire and the bad guys (laughs) and that's how we got the first order go figure so anyways Other um, other hints, little things. What do you yeah. um This this scene is it holds for a couple seconds, but it's at the about the forty eight, forty-nine second mark. You see a a hooded lady. Yes. A lot of people are thinking this is Ahsoka. Oh, that's right. I don't believe it's Ahsoka. That sucks. Yeah, a lot of people are theorizing that Ahsoka, and mm-hmm. I look at it, I don't see Rosario Dawson, her view of this. I see Sasha Banks, because Sasha Banks is supposedly in the season pretty heavily. Like, not just a 15-minute feature like most of the cameos. She's supposed to be in a couple episodes, I believe. Okay. So for those who don't know who Sasha Bank is, she is a WWE wrestler. Very compared to a lot, compared to where the girls, the women wrestling used to be. That's really good now. And she is, she's good. She's been doing it pretty much since she was 18. And now I think, believe she's in her thirties now and she's just, she's got it down.
0: She's a tried and true veteran.
1: Oh yeah, gotcha. Like um, and then she's related to like Snoop Dogg and some other stuff. She got him to do her like intro song when she was in the the kind of like the the um, G League of WWE, which is <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That's super cool. All
0: right, what else you got for us?
1: Okay, let's see here. There's oh, we're visiting mm-hmm. another planet that has Tuscans on it. Yeah, I because saw that, I, yes. Uh, I'm confused. Like, okay, there's other planets have tuskens too? But those mm-hmm. are Manthas as well, so this has to be Tatooine, I think. Gotcha. So we're definitely going back to Tatooine for some stuff. I don't know how many how much else With the dialogue of the text of the next scene after that, where they're flying over the ice planet. Mm-hmm. I have I'm I'm intrigued. Like, this one intrigues me because there's obviously a very wreckage behind them, and it looks old as hell. (laughs) So is this supposed to be like a flashback to the Mandalorian Jedi War? So Disney is making that canon, and we talked about that beforehand in two podcasts. But if they're making that, like, hard canon now... This this is amazing for a lot of the Knights of the Old Republic fan base, because it's like, this happened. This for sure happened now. <laughs>
0: awesome. And then so. we obviously hear mention of Mandalore the Great, which we have covered on this podcast, so that's
1: fun. Oh, yeah. Now the ship that like that ship world planet that we visit there visit in the next scene I have no idea and that's where we get the the showing of who I believe is Sasha Banks's character mm-hmm. I have no idea where this is because it's like why would you take a boat Yeah, why would you take a little boat anywhere when you could what, just fly what, there?
0: What planet are you on that requires a boat?
1: Yeah, like that that threw me off. But- Hopefully it's just, hopefully they tie it in properly. But if it's just like he just lands and gets on a boat and they don't say anything else, that will throw me off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's just like, yeah, I'm not flying. The big controversial scene is right after the ch- X-Wing chase, you have the Mandalorian flying, on a sp- uh, flying by on a, a speeder bike which mm-hmm. looks like yeah. it might looks like it might be on Tatooine again. This has been like if you talk about those 15 minute trailer the breakdowns that they like yeah. these people watch it and theorize everything.
0: They look at every little detail. Yeah.
1: You it's hard to see it because it's so blurry so I don't understand how they got their clear images. But at the one eleven second mark, mm-hmm. you see a kind of like on the back of the speeder, he's writing a outline of a jetpack. It's possible. I'm not for sure because this is what they theorize. I look at him like, oh, I don't know. But one thing I do see is two possible T visors on the right side of the speeder.
0: Okay what would that
1: that's it, being really theorized that it's boba fett's armor oh man like that's what they're that's what all the big like theory guys are the would you miss the easter eggs follow yeah. watch this for 25 missed easter eggs and right i look at that like ah oh, is this is it but you look at it, it's like oh this oh, is I eerie see. This is eerie.
0: Yeah. They <laughs> had to they had to have some serious work to catch that speeder to catch those T visors on that speeder. Because that scene that, is like
1: two seconds long and it so goes fast. flying by. Yeah, like eleven seconds. And twelve by the time you get to twelve, he's so far out of you, you, you got nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: It's gone in a flash. So yeah. carry on.
1: And then after this, we're we're seeing stormtroopers again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, lots of them.
0: And they're jumping I, off a a cliff ravine. in
1: a yes, with a with their own speeder bikes. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh okay. Like that fall would really fuck up the speeder. Sorry for my language, but you're dropping like eighty feet, <laughs> it looks like, and the repulsors that keep them like hovering, they're good, don't get me wrong. But I've, I feel so like you're 25
0: di- feet or more, and it's like, in yeah, a smoke the ground. So that feels like dramatic effect, you know?
1: Yeah. So like, we need a super cool scene. All right. Yeah. So we got more scout troopers, which uh-huh. after the scene to start the season, series, se- season finale in season one with the stormtrooper, just like, let me see it. No, yeah. you don't get to see it. <laughs> Do you want to die from uh, what's his face? And then he punches. He punches Mm -hmm. baby yoda yeah bam instantly instant became the one of the most hated the most hated character in the entire star wars universe
0: for good reason too for good reason
1: so um i'm hoping that they dive and then yeah after that we just see some more scenes with him flying around back to one of like a Possibly coruscant because he, we don't get very much scenes with it, but he, yeah. the scene where he shoots out the light,
0: yeah. So that actually looks like one of the first scenes they show where he's he's walking into yeah. Basically it looks so. like this town, but it's but it's at like dusk, not fully dark, and
1: it's like buildings with graffiti. So it's, it's like it's got some hard western vibes to it, mm-hmm. and I love it. And then we're back to the ice planet after that, with them carrying that, which. Um. Well, yeah, that's a big let, notion. Let right? me. Yeah, let me check something real quick. Um. Oh, eye uh, crystals. Okay, so one of the possible locations is that the right planet, really. Okay, it is. Holy crap! I d- I did not piece together that that was the same darn planet. Okay, my bad. So I I missed something from the from the sequels even with this. So one of the possible locations for that ice planet could be Il- Ilum. And Ilum was the snow-covered planet in um episode seven, The Force Awakens, that was converted oh. into a, a bait into a planet destroyer oh that is the that is the original place that the jedi got their kyber crystals from which was the core crystal that powered the lightsabers
0: oh that's wicked interesting like so to me that checks out though because i mean from the dialogue he says like ancient sorcerers like Mm -hmm. that we once fought which interesting thing i saw on reddit someone commented they were like it's weird that it's only like 20 years since, uh, since like, <laughs> you know, the, the, the prequels ended. And, you know, like you figured Jedi would still be relatively common knowledge. But yeah. technically, though, the Mandalorians were like really recluse for the most
1: part. Yeah. Right? And they were in the outside reaches. They exactly. were, they They're were that away. outer rim for sure. And that's the area that we're in a lot of the Star Wars besides Coruscant. And a lot of them don't hear anything. They just, they're trying to survive. So that's all they give. A, they're just
0: doing their own thing. Just going about. to work, getting that bread, taking care of their families. Gotcha.
1: Yes. Um, but Illum's right. Like I said, so Ilum's where all the Jedi would go for their rite of passage as mm-hmm. trained, like Jedi younglings to go find crystals. Gotcha. For their lightsabers. Then their first crystals would be more of a, they call to you type of thing. Mm-hmm. supposedly. And then from there, they would mold the crystals with the Force and then put them within a lightsaber as they built them on their way back to Coruscant. Well, then after the Jedi fell, a few of the places, including the oh the planet in Rogue One that they first used the Death Star against and was where their main source of kyber crystals were from, So there's more than just one planet, thanks to Rogue One, for sure that has kyber crystals. Um, But that they were also used to power the Death Star.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Crystal
1: harness energy, and then they release it in a directed force. So that's what they would use the Death Star. So that the Death Star station would funnel all of its power into the crystals to be then shot out. Oh, that's super cool that's, and that, that's fun little tidbit little fun so, fact and really. then star killer base did the same thing except for it did it on a much larger scale of taking the power of a of a literal sun star
0: right, right?
1: and then angling it and destroying an entire sector of planets in one shot mm-hmm. so that's my that's one of my possible it might be planets okay. Or for that is going back to alum because this would have been before the first order really took a hold of it, and possibly turned it into the base it is, or or we could be getting a whole new planet, which we do that perfectly fine with too. Cool. Now then, that brings us to the final fight scene of this, where we see two gamorians fighting it out in the in like a boxing ring, mm-hmm. and like these are fit Gamorreans, not the fat ones we know from Jabba's Palace in the Return <laughs> of the Jedi. So it's like, okay, cool, cool. Like th- This area, i kind of thinking this might be in Tatooine. Because that just seems like a Tatooine thing to me. But yeah. I could be wrong. So that's my theory on that. I think this is also where we get a little bit more of um, Sasha Banks, hopefully. He's like, hey, that's a fighting ring. She's a wrestler. She's going to beat the crap out of someone.
0: That'd be super cool.
1: And then immediately following the little scene that with the uh, the wherever I go, the child goes. Or it goes. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know. Then <laughs> we got the funniest little scene where he um jar and clenches his fist his left wrist and rotates it up, activating the um oh little super whistling, whistling birds. Yeah. The whistling birds. And then Baby Yoda's like, uh oh. Maybe like, it oh, I know stuff up, about to go down. I'm going to go sleep. Yeah, reaches over and flicks the thing on his very, apparently very freaking tough baby carriage. Yeah. <laughs> his cradle and then just hides and is like, okay, that that's funny. So we're definitely going to get some comedy again, like in season one. But other than that, it's just like, okay. We just got a lot of hints with no definitive mm-hmm. answers. I love As Earth. a good
0: trailer should be. Yeah. Oh, I John didn't Far- see that. Hold on. I missed that. I missed the final final scene right after it cuts to black.
1: Oh, where he turns around and throws the throwing knife into the, into the guy's heart. Yeah, the Zabrick's chest. <laughs> <laughs> and he falls yeah, over. Yeah, that's like, and it's like, boom. This is the way. Which, well, uh, all right. you know my opinion on yeah. this is the way. I find it a little off, but It's okay. It's
0: a little tacky, but it's one of those things that, like, it was very intentional on their part because then you have, like, a tagline that everyone can kind of get behind that's – and I don't want to call it a tagline necessarily, but, like, if you can create some – with things like this, if you can create something that's, like, recurring like that, meaning, like, then then it, it, it brings people in. You know, and it's and it's something easy. It's like it's like catchy song lyrics, right? They always stick yeah. with you. It's you can always it's like easy listening type music, but for a series, and so it's like, oh, this is the way, and like everyone knows what you're talking about, people are into it, you can make jokes about it, you can use it as an icebreaker, like it's just so useful. Um, from like a cultural and societal standpoint, but I can, I can definitely understand where you're coming from where like that was never a thing and they just made it a thing. And so it actually kind of throws all the lore of Mandalorians off just a little bit because it's not, Mm -hmm. it's while it's subtle, it's actually not that subtle because it's like that they have a whole mantra called, this is the way now that's never been heard of. I just got started here and it's like, um, maybe not. So I can. I understand. I. I kind of side with you a little bit. Like uh,
1: no. Uh, one good note. I'm looking at the description here. Mm-hmm. We got Dave Filoni as good. another as a executive producer. Then the name after that scares me. Oh boy, Kathleen Kennedy. Mm. She's the pretty much president of Lucas Arts for Disney. It. She's done a terrible job. Just right. awful righteous just, just awful like maybe it was he...
0: vague because they knew if they showed any details people were going to hate it
1: yeah so if they if like I'm hoping that they just put her there because she's the big boss technically behind the CEOs of Disney she's the head of LucasArts so maybe that's why she's there but I, I pray she didn't have much input because she doesn't know what she's doing just flat out does not know I will, I will drag her through a, a field of gla- broken glass before <laughs> oh. I say she does, and then I'll, then I'll take it back in admit it if she does something right, but she's done nothing right to this day yet. Man, that's tough. That's freaking tough. Well, <clears throat> um, any questions, Gus, that you have from the trailer that I didn't, that you'd like me to break down a little bit more or? Um all I, I
0: all all I have all I have to ask is do you make anything at all of the the flaming the, was it a meteor or was that their ship coming into the atmosphere i couldn't tell
1: i believe that was the ship where okay okay where was that scene where was it? Uh, it's like right
0: i don't remember it's right after speeders and he jumps across the canyon i think maybe i don't know maybe after that yeah it's I'm only trying- two minutes worth of video it's not hard to scrub through. yeah it's
1: a minute 52 so right. i was like okay where is it where is it oh is that it is that it It's like super quick. Yeah, like it's 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 more. It's even more quick than the speeder scene. Exactly. That's the ship. Okay, I wasn't sure. I was was like, like, I thought it was random
0: meteor, and I was like, are they about to get blown up? And then I was like, it could be about
1: the 123 at the start of the Mm -hmm. 123 part, or maybe the end. That looks like his ship. So I'm wondering if he um got shot down. Yeah, maybe shot down and was trying to gain power back or something. Maybe that's why he's well we'll find out like,
0: yeah. Cause you know, it's fun. People like to theorize and have fun with it, but that's why that's what makes a good trailer. Right. And I I feel like we rarely, um, I I really, so I honestly don't really have any more questions because I think this trailer was done well. There were obvious overtones. There were subtleties. Mm -hmm. You kind of illuminated that. And those are very clear, but there's not much else to talk about besides the fact, like we're excited to see, like it did its job. It got everyone excited. It's like, Hey, this is coming up and here's, some really non-detailed details like you're you're just going to get some random shots here and there barely any dialogue which i think is great um you kind of get the overall premise it's like okay he's he's trying to track down jedi is what it sounds like to me Mm -hmm. and and and, yeah and 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 that's and so you're going to get a lot of i think Hopefully they don't play too hard into certain nostalgia, but you're going to get a lot of exploration of places that are, like you said, potentially places yet to be relevant like Ilium, which um, or Ilim, And, but then maybe things that were relevant, like X wings and stuff like that. And like, you know, trash course on or whatever. And so different things um, that are going to tie everything in. So like, honestly, I I really don't have anything else outside of just like, I want to commend, somebody on actually making a good trailer nowadays i feel like so many times i can't tell oh, yeah. you how many times i've gone to watch a movie and either the funniest scene or some scene that i thought or or just like a good scene that was like oh so this is the tonality of the movie no that was actually kind of a random scene and a very one-off thing that, that oh, didn't yeah. give me so that that like that didn't actually direct me towards kind of the, the general direction of the movie or series and so then it's like mismanagement of expectations is all it is or oversharing. And then you're like, well, I kind of know what's going to happen. And you're like, oh, that kind of sucks. They should have shown like I hate going through and watching a movie and be like, this should have been the trailer. This should have been in the trailer and this instead of, you know, those four things that they actually put in the trailer. So um, I'm really, really excited. What's the technical release date? I'm sure people
1: listening will already know, but just in case. October 30th. So we have. Oh, geez. We got a whole month. I we, got, was like we got. We, yeah. When they said it was like October release, I'm like, yeah, we'll get it like halfway through October. Nah, bro. Day we before get Halloween? Get out get of here. The day before Halloween. We are from today's date. We are roughly five weeks away still. You think they cash in on that on
0: purpose to make just that many more people be the Mandalorian for Halloween?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you already but know.
1: I, like, I, I, people I are probably going to do it. Me, I don't know how many kids are watching this because this is a lot of the diehards that are watching it. It, it is not just a. It's not. This isn't really a kid friendly.
0: No, and I'm not necessarily to- talking about kids, but I'm just talking about like people in general who either weren't didn't have an idea or weren't thinking about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, freaking Mandalorians come out, and it's coming out the day before, so it's going to be super relevant. Like, I'll do some. I'll get a freaking helmet and just put that on, and then." wear t pants right possibly. like or or really what i think you'll see is baby yoda that's what i really think you're gonna see oh yeah and that's just they are they're gonna cat that's the cash cow of
1: all this the cash cow now that the sequels wore such a flub up and that's putting it politely <laughs> is baby yoda yep and that's not even everything. the pork. the porgs are games. short-lived the Porgs? The Porgs were cute, don't get me wrong. No, they were great, but, but they, like
0: they, they didn't, I don't know, they didn't capitalize on that, you know? I, or I don't feel like they did.
1: I was okay with it. Like I, I, The way I they used it. them, I thought it was really good, especially when you got Chewbacca roasting one in front of the yeah. others. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> so like, funny. what the hell, Chewie? You're, mm-hmm. you're a badass, you're a dick, but you're a badass. Uh, but my overall tone for this season of The Mandalorian I think it's good, like, this is gonna be people gotta keep their expectations checked on making sure they don't want too much to happen. Because I feel like this entire season, it's 10 episodes long, so we're getting two episodes more than we did the season one. I think it's going to be almost filler episodes not like some of those weird episodes in the middle of last season in the first season of Mandalorian, but I feel like each episode is going to start a, a trend of things to happen. And okay. then that, that season three is where it starts to really pick up.
0: That's going to be the sweet spot. This is, this is more building.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like the Mandalorian is going to be like a typical series where they have a full arc every season mm-hmm. because they didn't really do that until the final three episodes of season right. one. We had episode one and two, which were good. Then we had three, four, and five that were just eh. (laughs) And then six, seven, eight were great. Right. So I feel like this entire 10-season, 10-episode season will be a little bit more filler. I don't know how much Ahsoka we will have. It has been confirmed we will have Ahsoka as Rosario Dawson. But I feel like that might be only a one or two-episode Appearance, yeah, not a just a full thing. Like, because when when I heard we had Giancarlo Esposito as the villain, I was like, yes, he plays such a good bad guy. And then we had him for two episodes. Yeah, it was like five seconds, Ooh, and so. it was like yeah, five seconds of one episode, and then part of the uh, next episode, but it was good. So I feel like Ahsoka will kind of be the same way and then have her heavily in season three because they've already been secured for season five. Jeez. So, well, that that's good. I think in
0: essence that they're able to play the long game then, because all in all, that'll make the series better when you have proper amount of time to really build, um storyline and build plots and and kind of get a little bit of foundation there then when you get into all the crazy stuff there's not a bunch of loosens ends, dead ends things plot holes that don't make sense it, you're able to really all tie it in and so being able to plan through season five is a good place to be because then you're not expecting you're not like oh i don't know if there's gonna be a next season so we have to like do a full arc and make it be endable yeah make it make it so it could end after season two but also make it so we could have a season three like when you try and play both ways like that it always leaves you leaves things kind of lukewarm
1: and that's amazing for the writers because they know what they can they can okay i can do this this season not have to worry about wrapping it up i can leave it a little loose because we got next we got more seasons that's come like hey i'm i'm set here um their, the budget for Mandalorian Season 2 was the same as Season 1, and that's $15 million an episode.
0: Good. Good.
1: <laughs> Which, so to put that in an idea, so this 10-episode season, or series, yeah, season, gosh, I'm, I'm a little off here with my wording, but that is the entire budget of the original Thor movie. Good. <laughs> I'm Good. Like, Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Yep. Give them give them the monies so I get good feel, good show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um well
0: um I think uh I think I think that was a good way to kind of sum up this episode there with uh talking about those expectations and things and I mean I'm personally excited. I'm gonna watch it. Um and we'll probably talk about we'll probably end up talking about this more. But um Josh, do you have anything else to add before we sign off?
1: No, I think we're golden now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be back to this as soon as the season's over, unless you'd like to do one in the middle of the series, maybe five episodes in. It's like, okay, Josh, what are we going to do? Yeah. The the I, series, season, but I was like,
0: I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll think about it and we'll figure it out. Oh, you know, yeah. we might do, because I think it'd be overkill to do like a, follow-up per episode because you know everybody's going to be doing that so maybe less is more in this scenario maybe you know this is our precursor and then it comes around and then we get mid-season and we talk about it and then maybe a wrap-up at the end or something looking forward i don't know and compare it to the lore but uh no thanks uh so much for all the input and info and thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to know what your thoughts are on the trailer. Uh, are you excited for the Mandalorian? Are you going to watch it? Have you even seen it? Um, love to know any and all thoughts. Just send those uh, my way from email the way to do it to the ramblingviking at gmail.com Just send us an email uh, give us a like give us a share so we can build this uh listenership build this community and have a more uh make it more of a conversation at large so josh thanks so much for being here thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time